The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, very special guest, former NWA World Tag Team Champion, former TNA King of the Mountain Champion. Of course, you may know him as Bram, but he is Mr. Thomas Latimer. Welcome back to the two-man power trip. How are you doing? Thank you uh, for having me, as as always, John. I appreciate it. Yes, good to, to catch up and good to see you again. Obviously, you know, you got some big, big stuff ahead. You got NWA 74 at the Chase, the legendary Chase Ballroom in St. Louis, Missouri. What do you think about NWA 74 year anniversary show? Uh, well, I mean, if it's anything like the, the one the year before, I know it should be a pretty special and amazing time, and everyone's excited for it. So, including myself and, and uh, Camille. Um, no, I mean, like I said, last year we had, uh, you know, Ric Flair there and, you know, all sorts of um, all sorts of things going on. So I'm sure there'll be lots of surprises that, that I'm not privy to uh, talking about, but it should be a good time. So it's actually, you know, really big is it? you got night one and night two this year. So you're expanding it. So it's kind of, you know, it's, you don't have Ric Flair or whatever, but I mean, it's still a huge show because, expanding into two nights yeah um we, we did we it was kind of the same last time we were there but it was it wasn't a two-day pay-per-view but you know we did a lot of tv tapings the next day so it kind of still felt like the same thing so uh no i mean that just shows you that uh, we're growing and um you know there's there's uh, there's a lot of talented people that need to be showcased so so you versus judas or I guess it's Judas. I don't know how to hey, exactly. I would say Judas, but he's with the father James Mitchell. That that'll be the big match on night two of the show. Yeah. So maybe I've got the night off on uh, night one. So yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, he's a big boy. He's a big strong boy. So um, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of um, his manager, uh, Mr. Mitchell. He's uh, he's uh, someone that kind of likes the same kind of music as me. 
So maybe I need to see my manager instead of the other way around. But uh, yeah. no, I, I'm excited to wrestle. I've never wrestled him before. Um, you know, I hope that he knows he's going to lose. But I mean, it's uh, it's good. It's another test. He's another stepping stone. What kind of music, by the way, is it? He's all sort of heavy metal, screamy stuff. Nice. Oh, I didn't realize Mitchell, but I guess it makes sense. Which... Yeah, totally. Well, at least, I mean, yeah. He's, I don't know if it's like the stuff that I listen to, but I'm kind of presuming it's kind of the same. It maybe maybe turned down a little bit. NWA, it seems like each and every year they're kind of growing and expanding. What do you think about, like, the current state of the NWA? Um, I think, um, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling, isn't there? I mean, you can pretty much watch wrestling every day. Yep. You know, on TV or, or, you know, on streaming services or whatever. So it is what it is. There's a lot going on. Although at the same time, I feel like we're, we're a niche. We're, we're, a, we're, a, we're a throwback to how sort of how it used to be, but in the modern era. So if that is your cup of tea, if that style of wrestling and storytelling and good versus evil is something that you're into, then, um, then the NWA is for you. Um, you know, there's really only one giant juggernaut, isn't there? And I don't think we're, we're um, you know, going to try and compete with that as much as it would be good to uh but we're doing our own thing and that's that's really all that matters it seems like it's crazy how much wrestling is out there you know what i mean every organ like wb aw mlw gcw obviously nwa i mean there's wrestling everywhere it's crazy yeah um i don't watch any of it <laughs> but I, I, oh. I, I was watching i don't know if it was this morning or yesterday i was watching some old world of sport which was uh rollerball rocco versus uh fit finley and um Finley versus Mal Sanders and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, if I'm not watching uh, sort of 97 to 2002 wrestling, then I'm watching stuff, you know, that was, you know, way older than that and, and from the UK. So so that's like your jam, though, wrestling-wise. You like a world of sport. You like that kind of era. It's still, oh, I, I love it. Um, and it's something that I try and teach. We've got a wrestling school here in uh, in Nashville. Jerry Lynn is, is, is one of the owners and operators of it. And, uh, you know, for me, I really like teaching the sort of the, the, the British stuff and the, the things that even I don't do do them. I just, as soon as I got to America, I realized it was punch and kick and, and you know, that kind of went out the window and, and my characters and all that have never really been something that would be doing a lot of chain wrestling. So I kind of like, you know, teaching all the guys there, that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I learned a lot of stuff from Jeff Kane, Drew McDonald, some old world of sport guys. And but that was when I was, you know, 17, 18, and I've forgotten a lot of it now. So even I have to go back and sort of watch old world of sport stuff to be able to go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then be able to go to the school and, and teach it, you know, even I need a refresher course. But you knew all that stuff before coming to the States. You were very versed in it. Yes, I was, yeah. Interesting. You wouldn't think of like it's obviously you're a bigger guy, like you said, punch kick kind of guy. Now that you're in the states, but you wouldn't think of you as like a world of sport kind of guy, like Cole Cabana or something like that. Yeah, okay, I could see it, but I know it's interesting. I never never thought that you kind of knew that style or that you you know you trained in that style. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a secret. <laughs> no, it's something that I like to do. Like me and um, me and Camille should be rolling around later on today at the school. And we'll just be doing a lot of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, yeah, it's just enjoyable and it's something that I've never really had a chance to sort of showcase or do a lot of here, which is fine. But, you know, now that I'm helping teach, you know, the people, I definitely want them to at least pass on whatever knowledge that I got from the UK that, you know, they might not get here. So, 
You ever think about adding that to the style? Like while you're in the NWA, maybe changing it up and adding that to the style? Well, now I'm a good guy, babyface. You never know. Yeah, true. It's just one of those things where that style, not that it's out of style per se, but a lot of guys don't use it. I mean, we haven't really seen that type of style in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be so much rounds and sort of things like that. I mean, that, you know, the world of sports stuff had, you know, rounds and, yep. you know, there'd be a sort of, a, there'd be a lot of wrestling built to some sort of high spot that would be involved in wrestling. But um, I think a lot of the time it's just down to exactly that time. Um, you know, if you've got a 20-minute match, then you can then you can spend the first five ten minutes just wrestling and telling that kind of a story. But when most things like TV and you know you might get a bit of extra time on the pay per views, but normally you just got to go. And so there isn't it doesn't take long before you've spent a lot of time doing that, and then you know time's running out. You got to go home. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's something that I haven't really done a lot of, just because if you've got six minutes um, and you're trying to get a story or a point across, uh, you know stuff like that's kind of got to go out the back so right if it's a longer match like let's say you got the main event 25 minutes maybe you could do that oh def de definitely yes <laughs> there's only so much punching and kicking you can do in 20 minutes you prefer baby face or heel it seems like you're more proficient with heel but you're okay with uh, being a baby yeah no it's uh it's another challenge i, I was in the uk I'd, I'd be a baby face a lot but it was it's at least back then it was a different style and it was a sort of a different um you're more of a cheerleader than a than a you know a wrestler but you know i, I had a lot of experience in being a baby face back then but once i moved to america it was predominantly all heel which i've been fine with um so but it's definitely a challenge it's like it's something that i've not had you know i've not really had to think about comebacks i've not had to think about you know certain points to fire up like you do as a as a baby face so it's a new challenge for me anyway i mean i think i feel like i've been able to be a very good heel so now i'd like to be able to be a very good baby face do you think that's because like you're a foreigner per, per se like you're from the uk is that why they kind of pushed you as a heel for most of the time uh yeah i i guess so um yeah i i, I don't really know I think maybe when they see what kind of wrestling that I would do, they would just automatically think, oh, because he's aggressive or whatever, that he he, he should be a heel. So, um, you know, I can only I can only guess that that's probably what it is, unless I just look really angry all the time or something. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. All right. <laughs> so no more Strictly Business? Strictly Business with you and Chris Adonis is over? I, well, I've still got the jacket, right? That's, I haven't put it on eBay, so you never know. You know, I've still got the jacket just in case there's uh, ever, um, you know, a time to get the band back together. How do you get one of those jackets, by the way? I know, obviously, Nick Nick Aldis has got to give it to you, right? That's it, yeah. <laughs> so he buys it, and then you, you get christened with it? He 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 still got his, too. But, uh, no, Chris never got one, so... Oh, that's right. That's right. He used to wear the, the his yeah. own, yeah. Yeah, we need, to, we need to figure that out. Like, one day, you know, I don't think Chris is that bothered, so... What do you think, just to, just to stay in the NWA right now, as far as like where they're at? Obviously, Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus at the main event, and and with you kind of heading back towards. Do you think like NWA titles in your future? Like, what do you think about like the state of that and you getting to that next level in your career? I think that that's. I think that it's on the cards. I think it's just a, a matter of a matter of time. Like anything in this job, it's all um, timing um, and a bit of luck. Um, and I think that I think it's helped 
me proving that I can be um, sensible and behaved and lead a normal life away from partying and alcohol and drugs and things like that. And I feel like at WWE, I was given a ball and I kicked it away. And then at Impact, I was given a ball again and I did the same thing. Because I just, I don't know, I just didn't realize the opportunity I was given. And, and I wasn't in the right mindset for it either mentally. Um, and so now at 36, um, and nearly three years sober, and <clears throat> my life settled down. Uh, I, I feel like I, I've had to prove it to myself that I can be that person. And I feel like as far as Billy goes and everyone else, I feel like there's been a lot of that too. You know, they, if they're going to give me, if they're going to give me the ball again, they need to know that my head's in the right space and that I'm, I want the ball and I want yep. the ball now. So for me, it's just, it, it, I feel like it's just a matter of time. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about Tyrus and, um, and, uh, and, the, and the champ Trevor, um, you know, I'm looking forward to their match. You've got two, <clears throat> two big old boys going head to head. So they should be knocking each other's heads off. Uh, I hope they do anyway. What's going on with Nick? I thought he was getting that shot and Billy Corgan just pulled it right away. Well, you know, he's, he's a sneaky bugger, isn't he? But, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick will bounce back. Um, you know, it's, uh, he's, I feel like he's pretty used to this kind of stuff. So I'm sure it's water, you know, off a duck's back for him. I talked to Billy, I would say probably about a year ago. So I did an interview with him and he was kind of saying it's a fine line. If like he should be a character on TV or not, because obviously he's going to be the most famous person NWA has just because he's smashing pumpkins. He's Billy Corgan. Do you think like he should be a character, shouldn't be a character, or you got to use his fame and fortune to, to, you know, build a company, almost use his popularity to kind of gain some mainstream attention. Oh, uh, there's definitely a part of that. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, um, who are any of us to say Billy is the guy that owns it and runs it. And so if, uh, <clears throat> if that's the direction he wants to go, that's the direction you go. Um, so, I mean, for me, I, I think anytime when you can be doing battle with your boss, um, it's going to, it's going to create organically some decent storylines because everyone can relate to that. You know, whether Billy is a good guy or a bad guy is, is you know, if he, if he, did become a full-time on, on screen role is yet to be seen. But I mean, just thinking about it, it just makes sense for uh, storylines. And like I said, um, <clears throat> everyone's had a boss that they hate and every boss has had someone who um, works beneath him that he, that he despises. So it kind of just makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> right. It's an interesting kind of dynamic because he's not, you know, he's not a wrestler per se, but he's so famous that he would help out just by being on the show more, you know, he just gets his name value. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, um, that's the reason why WWE brings in, you know, guys that are off reality TV or movie stars, or whatever. It's, it's the same thing. If, if you, you know, if there's something there that you can use to help draw new eyes onto it, then why wouldn't you? Right. What do you think about him as a boss? Like, how is he personally? Uh, me and him have, uh, always gone on since the day since the day we met. I mean, he had a lot to do with me, um, you know, sort of like three quarters of the way through my TNA run. We became really close, and uh, you know, as friends, and you know, I'd spend a lot of time sort of mailing to him and telling him my gripes and telling him whatever you know silly situation I got myself in or 
you know, that I was hung over that day or whatever the case may be. He, he became sort of like someone that I confided a lot in, which when you think about it down the line, probably doesn't bode too well for that person and turn out to be your boss if you've been sort of honest about your... Um, yeah. yeah. But luckily, he, I, he knows me and, and I think that, you know, it, he wouldn't take a, a chance on me if, if he didn't know that, you know, deep down inside, I'm, you know, not... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. He knew that I just need to get my act together, you know. Um, but like I said, no, we've always been great. And for me, I'm blessed. I mean, Billy, me and um, Camille, um, you know, he takes great care of us. We um, we, li we live a, a great life. I get to, again, once again, make a full-time living from wrestling between Billy and uh, the wrestling school that I help run. Um, you know, I'm... I mean, it could go at any point. I mean, that's just the, the you know, that's just wrestling for you, isn't it? But yep. right now in my life, I'm very blessed. I get to, you know, make all my money and, and put everything into pro wrestling again. So, and Billy makes that, uh, you know, something that me and uh, Camille, I was going to say Kaylee then, me, you know, it's something that me and, me and Camille, uh, you know, it'd be a different, really different sort of scenario if we weren't, um, you know, being looked after the way that we are. So for me, I've got nothing but good things to say to him. And that's not just because I'm a baby face now. It's just, I'm being honest. Do you think like with you and where you're at, is like, are you better? Like you said, you're three or sober. Is this like the best you've been in a while? Is this like the, you know, the, the high point for you right now is like, everything's going good. You're staying sober. Is this like a smooth sailing ahead kind of thing? I feel, I feel so. Yeah. Um, you never know, and that's the thing. You, you've always got to um, be self-aware and uh, have an eyes in the back of your head. Um, as far as mentally, I'm the strongest and best I've ever been in regards to um, my life, how I view myself, um, my relationship, um, stability, which I've always sort of run away from. Like, you know, anything that might... You know, like I was joking with uh, Kaylee when we bought the TVs for our new house. I was like, oh, yeah, and buying some TVs now, you know, it's serious because, you know, <laughs> it's normal. I would just live out of, I spent the last sort of, I don't know, six years just living in random people's homes, living out of a suitcase, you know, just sort of being a vagabond. Um, so, you know, even just that's a big thing, or at least it was a big thing then, is like getting things that, means you're going to be settled and these are things that i really want now and sort of you know i i want to be settled and i want to be surrounded by people that i care for and they care for me and things like that but I, like i said you know i've never had to have a big challenge yet where you know which would uh have any major issue like a family death or anything like that so that would be that you know, I feel like as far as the alcohol would go, that would be the test. Then, if I can, you know, never touch a drop of alcohol and something really, really bad happens, great, you know. And I feel like that's how I would be. But again, until it happens, you just don't know. And so I feel like I have to be very careful and always um, wary. And um, like I said, never lose sight on all the good things that come when you are sensible and you you don't drink. And it's amazing how simple and great your life can be. And as far as the wrestling. I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Um, and like I said, mentally, the same thing. 
my body is obviously I'm 36 and I've been wrestling since I was 16 so it's getting a little bit creaky now it doesn't really like it very much but um you know I guess that just comes with the territory so no I mean I'm 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 really good and like I said really blessed so uh, I don't I just don't want to press that big red button anymore I'm I'm good where I am how do you stay in shape like like obviously you're a pretty big dude too so like how do you stay in shape after 20 years of wrestling um so I do a lot of fasting um so I try to not eat as long as I can <laughs> and that's really really yeah I mean I still obviously need to eat under the calories that I you know need to be able to burn body fat or, or do whatever but I found that that sort of having control over that at least when I eat and how much I eat has really helped if I was to have like the food that I would normally eat in the last six to eight hours of the day, if I had that spread, say if I got up at 6 a.m. and I didn't go to bed till 11 o'clock at night, that's a long time to go and that's a lot of feeding. Whereas if you just kind of put it off, then you can eat a bigger, a few more bigger meals by the end of the, the end of the day and sort of at least I'm full when I go to bed. And after a while, you kind of get used to it. I mean, it always kind of sucks, but the fasting's really helped and then I go to the gym every day, even if I don't need to go, I go because it's just therapy for me. It's um, like I went today and I was really beaten up from rolling around a lot of the school and um, and just sort of just just sort of felt a bit run down. So today I went in, but I, I just did cardio, but I'm still thinking about going back later. So but no, just gym every day, fasting, uh, trying to not binge eat and um that's about it really and, and then wrestling at the school too i mean if i'm in there if i so it's called fxc uh, wrestling academy um the website's fxc uh, wrestling network.com i think and um you know i'm there three nights a week and each class is three hours but i'm normally there an hour two hours before and in that time i'll roll around with some of the guys and that's good for me too or roll around with kaylee and so, you know, there's more calories and things that are getting burnt. I mean, sometimes I'll have worked out and I'll have, you know, cooked my food. I'll be at the school, I'll be rolling around and I've still not eaten yet. So I don't know, all that kind of stuff has just sort of helped keep me lean. You know, I've never been able to sort of like stay progressively lean. And so I've kind of just figured it out now after, you know, years of doing it. And seven days a week you work out? Yeah. <laughs> really? Damn. There's like, there's no you like know, off day kind of thing? Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, I'd like today. It's like I went and I went, uh, I'm not really feeling it. So I just did my cardio and left. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it sort of breaks up the day and it's something that, um, yeah, I just, it just helps me feel better. So like I said, it's it's therapy. I don't have to go every day, but I just do. You know, I, I'd be really lost if they, I didn't, I couldn't go to the gym. Man, so seven days a week working out. I mean, that's for uh pretty dedicated i'm not saying i'm not working out hard but I am right you're there yeah yeah <laughs> getting there though is the hard part i feel like right well that's the, that's actually the best bit the best bit is actually when you drive away but yeah <laughs> yeah true so for like nwa what's like kind of next after nwa 74 like what do you got on like the docket as far as like where you want to be and where you want to go in the nwa um i mean i could just be kind of repeating myself i feel like um i feel like at some point I don't know who will beat who um, at NWA 74 between Trevor and um, and Tyrus. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins, is, they're still a big boy and, you know, a daunting task. Um, and I wrestled Trevor a few times and uh, Tyrus, at least in the past, before the NWA. So, you know, I, I at least have been in there and know what 
um, know what it takes and or what I'm coming up against. But I mean, whoever walks away from that, whoever the champion is, uh, when the time is right, you know, I, I can only presume that I will eventually be stepping into that sort of territory and um you know throwing down with those boys so I, for me it's just a it's just a question of staying healthy happy um and busting my ass in, in everything that i do and then hopefully i do good enough to be given an opportunity to get the ball and i'm gonna run with it i don't know if you saw or heard but billy kind of made waves when he was talking about the empower pay-per-view obviously camille was a big part of that he was saying that there wasn't enough like talent or something. There wasn't enough free agent talent to do another pay-per-view. I don't know if you caught that or, or if you did, what did you kind of think of what Billy was saying about there won't be another Empower pay-per-view this year? Uh, I don't um, delve into whatever. I, ultimately, I'm a pro wrestler, and that's what I'm paid to do. I'm there to wrestle. So sort of whatever goes on or whatever said, it's, uh, it's none of my business. Um, but, I mean, as far as... As far as the the you know the women's wrestling, I mean, the if you look at both nights, it's pretty stacked full of women's wrestling. Yeah. So you know, it's not like it's not happening. It's just I guess it's just um, just they're not going to have their own pay per view this time. But who's to say that's not going to change? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, for, yeah, I I don't really have a comment on it other than um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of girls that are getting opportunities at the NWA and. And ultimately, whatever Billy thinks and whatever he wants to do, is, and that's it. Yeah, so people like complaining, oh, there should be, there shouldn't be, or you know, whatever they were saying about it. But I looked over the two nights. I think there's five women's matches over the two nights, or maybe six. I mean, there was a lot of women on the card. Yeah, there's uh, there's like a, a gauntlet type thing too. Like, yeah, you know, for for, for, for the, the park. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, mate, you know, I don't know. Um, like that was my point too like there is a lot of women's wrestling on it so um but yeah i don't know i feel like also it's kind of easy to read into or look into the way something is written or said but not know the context to it so right. if people are getting upset about it you know um maybe it's been read wrong or maybe they're looking too far into it or you know it's it is what it is Man, where would these fans be if you're talking about 9702, like watching some of that stuff? Where would these fans be? There's no <laughs> women really on the cards then. No. They'd be complaining their asses off about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, times change. That's a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just try and stay away from the internet as possible just because it's um, it can be pretty toxic. A lot of controversy. Even when it's not controversy, they'll try to create a controversy. You know what I mean? That clickbait, yeah. Yep, yep. Now, 9702, who's like, who's your guy? Like, who, who's your, are you a Steve Austin guy? Who's, who are you a big fan of? Uh, I was actually a big uh, Jeff Hardy fan. He was, uh, <laughs> he's actually the reason why I want to be a, a pro wrestler. Like, I was obviously a big Shawn Michaels fan and stuff like that. But I think once I, once I'd sort of seen Jeff Hardy, I'm like, oh, wow, these guys are super cool. You know, I started growing my hair out instantly and wanting to be like them. Um, Obviously, I'm nothing like them, but yeah, uh, they were definitely a sort of inspiration. Both of the both are hardies, and and I've had the pleasure of wrestling them, you know, a bunch of times at Impact and on indie shows and stuff like that. So I'm fortunate. Like I have to tell the, tw I have to like remind myself, you know, what would the 12 year old Thomas think? And you know, he'd be elated about well, at least like 80 percent of the things that I've done. Um, you know, so like sometimes when I put on the 12 year old boy's shoes, like it's pretty cool. But yeah, like. You know, 
Jeff Hardy was a big inspiration for me. And then it was kind of like down the line when I got more involved in the job. I started training when I was 16. Then I would sort of be watching Dynamite Kid and, you know, other guys like that. Um, you know, and, and, and now it can really be anything that, um, you know, I'll try and take little bits from everything, especially helping run the school. You know, I need a lot of tricks up my sleeve and, um, you know, I need to have a, a lot of knowledge. And so I've got all the stuff down really well that I know. There's stuff that I've never done or stuff that, you know, that I need to be competent in teaching that maybe I've never done or it wouldn't be something that I would do, but I still need to show people how to do it. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I was a big Jeff Hardy fan growing up. As we hit the wind down here, we'll head towards the finished big NWA 74. We're talking about a 74th anniversary show. Two shows, August 27th and 28th. Chase Ballroom, St. Louis, Missouri. Just give us one last big push of why everybody should be watching the NWA. Um, again, if you're an old school wrestling fan, um, if you like good versus evil, if you like uh, boys that look like they work out and go to the gym and smash each other up, and a bit of that nostalgia, then uh, the NWA is for you. And you got two nights of, of great action. So, you know, if you're in the area, get out there. Um, and if you're not, get it on fight um, and, uh, and just, uh, you know, support us. You think that's a big thing with the NWA, like getting guys that actually look like wrestlers and – you know, rather than because you see a lot of smaller guys now on on the uh, wrestling scene, you know, flippy guys, whatever you want to say. I mean, they don't look like wrestlers per se. Is that a big kind of selling point in the NWA? Hey, you know, a lot of these guys actually, you know, look the part. Um, I feel that wrestling has always been a circus. Uh, even if you go way back, there's always smaller guys or guys that do the the acrobatics and super tall there's there's a there's something for everyone right and that's really what it should be there's something for everyone um you've got your circus when they come to town you get the elephants the clowns this that same thing with the wrestling so but i know what you're saying in regards to the physiques have changed um and i, I that's just i guess a sign of the times uh but as far as like is it important? No, not really. I mean, I, you know, I appreciate it. And, and and as soon as I decided I wanted to be a wrestler, it's the first thing that I did was start going to the gym. I mean, that was the one thing that I knew I could control and, and one thing less um, that I needed to worry about if I was trying to get hired somewhere. You know, as long as I look the part and I can wrestle and I can talk, well, I'm good. Well, I, at least when I look the part, that's half the battle. Um, but yeah, times have changed and I guess you can get away with it a lot more now. But um, for me, for me anyway, me talking about personally how I feel about myself, I don't think I'd feel as confident if I wasn't, um, if I didn't look the part. The help for me, it's like when you put your wrestling boots on or whatever, or, you know, Batman puts on his cape or whatever he turns into that character it's kind of the same thing like i i I don't think i think if i didn't hit the gym and didn't look a certain way i don't know if i would be feel as confident as i do generally in the ring you know and it it helps it helps me become you know that that person and you know when when a big guy with muscles beating someone up i I think that it personally looks better than someone that doesn't look like they work out, beat someone up. And I'm not saying there isn't tough people that aren't muscly. I'm just saying, for me, it just, um, I'm trying to yeah, have people forget that it's, you know, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the correct verbiage for it? Scripted. Predetermined? But yeah, predetermined. Um, you know, and I feel like that's one way that at least I can sort of 
make it look a little bit nastier. I want people to to not want to wrestle me. I want people to, you know, when they watch me wrestle, like, oh, I'm not too sure about him, you know. Um, I want them to, to forget that it's, um, yeah, predetermined. I like that. I like that philosophy. That, that's good. Because like I said, a lot of guys today, I don't know, the, like the flippity-floppity flyers and guys that don't look like they're wrestling, and you see all these botches of these guys doing these moves, and it's just like, you know, like what the hell? He, you know, he's not in shape. What the hell is he doing? I just saw a guy trying to be like Ray Mysterio. He fell on his head. It's like crazy. I think it's on something like that, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, was he trying to do RVD mixed in with the? I don't know what the hell he was trying to do. Yeah, Ryan. But um, I guess that's what practice is for. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, there's a. I was like I said, I was the biggest Jeff Hardy fan when I was a kid. Now Jeff is like a big dude, right? He's a lot bigger than you think he would be. Yeah, yeah. But, um, was flying around and um you know i was a big fan of that so it's not like it's not like i'm not a fan of that i, I totally am and if you look at jeff besides him being as a big person in general it's not like he was you know super muscly or look like the ultimate warrior you know so yeah. it's i still like all that stuff um you know it, it was for me it was a personal preference i went okay I, well i see how most of these guys are i want to I need and should look like that, um, you know. And even when I started trying out for WWE, which was in 2005, um, even you know, even then, even leading to when I got hired in 2010, and even now, really, it's still a land of the giants. When I, I remember getting off the plane and walking into developmental and just being like, "Oh my!" Me, you know, me and my 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 pal from um, Rampage Brown from the UK. We both walked in there and went, oh, my goodness, like, we're, we're tiny in here, you know? And so if you think about it, like, that's still a big thing that obviously WWE really, really wants is, is, is big people or whatever. But, yeah, but like I said, back to, back to the point, you know, I'm all for the flying and everything like that. If I could do it, I would, but I can't, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, WWE, I mean, Roman, Cross, Drew, Lashley, Brock, I mean, those are some pretty big guys over there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Land of the Giants, yeah. There's some weight in those rings, yeah. Yeah, especially, oh. yeah. But give us a, a plug for your school as well. Uh, that again. I believe, because I obviously I'm using my phone right now and I can't mess about yeah. with it. It's FXE, uh, wrestling network.com I think. Uh, FXE on Facebook. Or if you just type in FXE Wrestling into Google, it'll pop up. But, uh, yeah, Jerry Lynn's one of the owners and, and, and runs it um, myself. A couple of other guys, too. Um, but, I mean, the facility is, is amazing. It's something that, you know, I'm kind of jealous that the guys now that are training get to have this because I learned on uh, mats, the really thin, crappy mats on a concrete floor. Um, you know, I didn't get the luxury of being able to roll around in a ring like these these guys get. And there's two rings in there. Like I said, the building's uh, phenomenal. Um, you know, it's it's slowly building and getting momentum. Uh, and they've got a big, a lot of big things planned for in the future from shows, live events, all those kind of things. So, but if you are in the Hendersonville, Nashville area, sort of, you know, definitely check that out, especially if you want to train to be a, a pro wrestler. So, and like you say, you've got Jerry Lynn there, who's got a great mind for the business. He's a an agent at AEW at the moment too. Um, so, but I mean, he's just a a great guy to be around and with the knowledge that he has and the experience, you know, he, you know, for me, even I'm sitting under the learning tree with Jerry. So, and you got the NWA, you got your school, you're keeping busy. Uh, for a, lot, sure. a lot of wrestling. Yeah. My back's not very happy, but <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a chiropractor or something. Yeah. I get one of those massage chairs. 
Yes, yes. But before we let you give everybody the plugs where they can find you and follow you, social medias and otherwise. Uh, I think Twitter is Thomas underscore Latin underscore. My Instagram um, is the same. Um, I've got blue ticks, so you know it's me. Um, and I think that's about it. I mean, if, you, um, if you're into your sort of uh, bodybuilding supplements and your um, protein powders and things like that, there's a company that I that I uh, that I use that sort of sponsor me, and they're their rival nutrition. Um, and if you want any of their stuff, any of their products, uh, the code for twenty percent off is Latimer twenty. And then the same with uh, Chicken Pound too, which is a great company that delivers uh, frozen chicken cooked to your door. And I absolutely love it because I'm the laziest. If it's if I can't microwave it, I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Too. If you want fresh chicken, different flavors shipped to your door. And same thing, code uh, Latina. Uh, I think that's about it. And of course, just one last time, I want to mention NWA 74, the 74th anniversary, two night shows. You versus Judas will be on night two, but August 27th and 28th, Chase Ballroom, St. Louis, Missouri. It's going to be a big time show, obviously available on pay per view. And you could just Google it or put it on Twitter, NWA 74. You'll find out all the information that'll be available on Fight TV and pay per view. So great stuff. That was a great, great plug there, John. Way better. Yeah. Than I was going to say, uh, go to nwaticks.com to get your tickets. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, there's still some tickets available. Go to NWA Ticks. There you go. So, Thomas, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. I'll, I'll see you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks, mate. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You could check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.